Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. When life throws a curveball, Joy Fairhall is the person you want in your corner. As the founder of Mind Body Joy, speaker and author, she brings personal insight and professional expertise to help find the positive perspective to overcome and manage a life-changing event. Joy Fairhall specializes in helping people through grief, trauma and chronic illness diagnosis. Hi Joy, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Thank you and thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm really excited to talk to you about our theme today of grief. But first, did you want to let the listeners know a bit more about yourself and how you've got to where you are today? Yes. So, um, well, I used to be in a lot of health and well-being in corporate, um, but always in like a coaching role. Uh, but it really got me into grief and looking after people who are going through chronic illness diagnosis when I experienced it myself. Uh, with the loss of my husband, uh, 20-something years ago now when my kids were quite young and just before that also lost my sister-in-law and also I grew up with a mum who had a chronic illness that affected her quite badly. So obviously your own life uh, experiences drive you into your interests and, and what you want to do to help people. So yeah, I've got a really specialist interest in people who are going through really really difficult life challenges like chronic illness diagnosis and grief so i noticed that you do a lot of stuff to do with joy so is that because it's the flip side of the grief that you've been through absolutely when people are going through something that's really really challenging you know like myself when i lost my husband i thought i would never ever be happy or experience joy again even though my name was joy and and that really led me into looking at um what's known as positive psychology. So looking at what's right in your life rather than what's not. And and it's really difficult to do when you're going through grief and through challenges and you're, you're looking at life expectancy sometimes with a chronic illness diagnosis to be happy and look at what's right. But I found the more that I looked at what was right, the better I felt. And I could ride, ride those waves of grief and the ups and downs a little bit easier and I quite often say to people it's like getting on an adult roller coaster where your emotions go up and down and it's really scary and you have more drops and more rises uh, to getting onto a children's roller coaster so you have sort of a more gentle up and down and and the emotions aren't so you know rough and, and ready so that's how I explain positive psychology and understanding joy and happiness it sort of takes out the big drops and the big emotions. So there's a power of joy and happiness that helps you with, as you say, the flip side of extreme sadness and grief. Mm. Mm. So that leads us into our theme of grief. And I wanted to talk a bit more. I know it's very different for everybody, what grief is. So do you want to just explain a bit about your, I suppose, definition of grief? Yeah, look, grief in, in a definition is losing something that you love. 
and 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 at the moment with this COVID nineteen, we're going through grief of losing something we've loved and and something that's familiar. Uh, and grief is experienced differently by everyone for very different reasons. It can be uh, dependent on the relationship you had with someone. It could be um, a workplace. It could be a pet. Uh, there are so many different things that um, impact how you grieve. And there are so many different sorts of grief. So with COVID at the moment, we're experiencing situational grief. So we're in a situation that we have no control over, we don't understand, and a lot of people are fearful. And they're grieving for how they used to be. Um, when you lose someone, you lose someone that you love. And it's very, very hard to understand as well. So grief is really uh, losing something that you love or losing a situation that you're familiar with. And, and there's lots of different layers in that as well. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I think people often associate grief with losing a person or yes. an animal or something like that. But it's actually... Your situation isn't it too because it's not just even grieving a loss of a job or it's more loss of freedom it's it's loss of many things isn't it it is it absolutely is and it's like if you're made redundant you're you if especially if you're in a long-term role you're known in that role you're known for the work you do you're known for your name or whatever and then you're suddenly redundant and you're looking for work and you're sort of grieving that security you're grieving the fact that people knew you and what you were capable of and then you've got to now show people what you do so grief has got very different layers and when you've got a chronic illness you know like you might be diagnosed with cancer or something suddenly you're known as the person who has cancer and you grieve for the life that you had grief for the future you've lost and and the impact that this disease is going to have on you but also you grieve for the loss of identity so grief has so many different layers and when you are grieving that's the reason you need to find someone who specializes in grief because it is a different different emotion mm, definitely mm. so what do you see when people say come to you and you can tell they're grieving and they want help with getting out of grief because i know sometimes it's not easy to get out of that I mean, a lot of coaches, we know now how to go through our emotions, but there's many people that don't know how to get out of grief. What are you seeing? What are the symptoms? What are the signs? Yeah, well, I don't think you ever get out of grief. It's really interesting. I say, people say there's a journey or you get through it. I always say it's an experience mm. and it becomes part of your DNA. You always have it there. I mean, 20 odd years later, I hear a song from my, my husband and sometimes the emotions will come up depending on what's happening. So it's really interesting. It just becomes part of you. It's how you handle and cope with it and how you create beautiful memories around it and, and the experience of your time, if we're talking about the loss of a person, how you create and make those moments you've had together special. So in positive psychology, I always try to get people to look at what was wonderful, creating beautiful moments, remembering that person with a smile rather than a tear, um, or have a happy tear and creating beautiful memories and moments and, and new traditions where you still honour that person's life. So it's really looking at making them special. And the same with pets, you know, people often have, you know, 
Some of them go to extremes and you know get their pet all preserved. Uh, others have a special place. They have a special memorial garden and things like that. So making it special is something that really helps people. So when people come for grief, it's all about making it beautiful and making it memorable instead of that really, really deep sadness, which can then morph into um, a depression and ongoing health and, and emotional issues. You often see people that are stuck in that grief cycle. Like I know you said that it's something that stays with you and you're trying to make it into beautiful experiences and memories. Yeah. You'd say see people that just, they find it really difficult to see the light at the end of the tunnels, I suppose is one way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this is where they, they can't see ever being happy and joyful again. You know, I, I could have said, you know, I, actually I did say when I lost my husband, people were, I was quite young. I was only 37. And people said to me at the time, and not long after I'd lost him, oh, you're young, you'll find someone again. I didn't want anyone again. I'd had the love of my life. I'd had a fabulous marriage. We We had fabulous, perfect marriage. And I didn't want anyone again. And it was like, well, I don't want love again. And it was all about looking at how I could make my life joyful and happy for my children. I didn't really care about myself. And this is where a lot of people get stuck. So looking at what you can do for yourself, looking at, yes, you are grieving. What can we do with your life to remember that person? but also still live life and have that happiness and joy because life without laughter, life without love, life without joy is not living. Mm. So it's really just going, well, what made you happy when that person was here or when you were in that job or when you had that pet and, and getting them to start doing those things again, because the mind and the body is so, so linked and my business is called mind, body, joy. Because when your mind and body are linked, you experience the emotion of happiness and joy. Uh, so it's all about just linking it back and doing that with simple little things, you know, like getting a cup of tea and sitting where you used to sit and talk. You know, I've just written a book called The Empty Pillow Beside You because for me that was the most potent thing about my grief was not having my husband next to me in bed where as husband and wife you usually talk about your kids and deep emotions and things like that. So creating moments that are special in life that still connect you, but still bring you happiness and joy is how you can tend to move people out of a rut, um, out of that deep grief and start getting them to enjoy life again. The other thing that I've um, found too, is that we, we touched on it earlier is about how people experience grief differently but there's a bit of a societal thing where we're supposed to grieve a certain way and, and you're supposed to feel sad. You're supposed to do all these things, isn't it? But I found with myself, I'd always handled grief really well. Like, yes, I was sad. Something happened, but I was able to automatically, and I've only just realized this recently and especially talking to you is that I was able to think about the great things, the good things, the fun things, rather than focusing in on all, on all those, you know, not so great things, or the fact that you've lost something. Yes. So do you find that a lot too, that society does say you should grieve a certain way? Absolutely. Um, what I found in, 
in people is that there's all these myths about grief. You know, you've got five myths. You should be strong. You should be angry. You should be sad and all of these things. Now, the, the five things they say about grief, that, that list that is so well known by society was actually written for people who were getting diagnosed with an illness. It wasn't actually for grief at all. So there's a whole myth about it. There's people who say, well, you should be strong. Um, you know, you should be feeling okay, or you should be happy. They're not in pain anymore. You know, all these things that society say to you, how can you be happy someone's died? Yes, you're happy they're not in pain, but you're not happy they've gone. You know, there's these common myths and um, actually I, I mentioned my book. I actually mentioned seven myths um, in my book that people just assume is true and they're certainly not true because you don't have to be strong. If you don't acknowledge your feelings, then that's when you go deeper and deeper and deeper and grief can morph into depression and anxiety and, and all the other things you don't want it to be. Grief is normal grief it's it's normal not to feel strong it's normal to laugh during grief that people go oh she's not grieving well she's laughing about a memory you know it, it's grief is normal for anyone and how you respond is normal for you and that's my whole message through every bit of work I do is what you experience for you is normal don't be judged by Mrs Smith down the road or Mr Jones and you know, the person who goes back to work two days later, um, you acknowledge what you feel and and that's what you need to do. I think that's the biggest thing I've found too with what society says or what people do. They think grief should be that certain way and there's all those myths around it, go through the phases of grief. Yes. But then they're saying on one hand, oh, you should be sad. Why are you laughing? And on the other hand, oh, you should be strong. Suck it up and, and keep moving on because things <laughs> will get better. Like I just... It's so confusing, isn't it? I know. And then if someone gets married within 12 months or something of losing a partner they've been with for a long time, it's like, oh, how can they do that? You know, we're so judgmental on other people when we should be happy that they're happy. You know, it doesn't mean if you've moved on to another relationship, whether it's 12 months, six months, 10 years, 20 years, whenever it is, that that person should be happy. It doesn't mean you don't, miss or you never love that person and yes yeah, society can be very judgmental and that can have a big impact on how you grieve as well mm. Mm. So what do you suggest when people come to you like you've got your book and you obviously coach people as well through grief what are some of the things that you're telling them to help them through this period of grief um that what they're going through is normal yeah. because there's so much stuff on google um, the five stages of grief, the seven stages of grief, you know, all these different things on grief. Put it all to one side and just listen to your heart. Acknowledge what you're feeling. If you feel sad, go, I have every right to feel sad. I've just lost whatever it is you're grieving. Acknowledge it. Let the emotions come up and deal with those. Then try and create those beautiful memories. You know, think of the things that were so special about the situation or the person. Um, it is really nice to have that balance that when you're sad to think of something beautiful so that the mind associates the beautiful and the happy and pulls you out of that deepness. So it stops you getting into that deepness. Um, talking to people. And if you are with someone who's grieving, listening. 
if you are supporting someone grieving, don't give them the advice. Don't say it's okay or be strong or whatever. Um, just listen because when you're grieving, often you just want to talk. You often just want to talk about the situation, how you're feeling, that you're tired, whatever it is. Just listen. So there's many different ways, but if you are supporting someone, listen. If you are grieving, make sure you acknowledge your feelings and talk about them to someone that you trust and you know you can just be with. I think that's how important it is to have the right people around you, isn't it? Because yeah. when you're surrounded by people that are not the right people, they don't want to listen and they go, oh, you know, come on, I've given you enough time now with this. Aren't you over it yet? Yes. Aren't you sick of talking <laughs> it out? And, and I'm thinking, who are these people? <laughs> you know, where's the yes. compassion? Because really I think it's important that if you're with somebody who is grieving, that you are doing the listening, you're being empathetic, but it's also taking the actions that that person wants. Now, if they want someone to... Um, just listen to them vent or say a few things of that. They prefer yep. that than someone coming in saying, here's some more food, see you later, hope you're right, bye. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> I always recommend people uh, um, to have a team around them. So there's always the person that gives the best hugs who doesn't need to talk. There's the person you can ring in the middle of the night when you're going, I just need to talk to someone and they'll listen. There's the, the friend who always makes you laugh and just talks away and you don't even have to do anything. Or you can ring up someone and go, let's go for a coffee. Oh, we can't at the moment, but let's go for a coffee. And you just talk about nothing. You know, they, they have a team around you because not one person can do everything. So have the person who can give you the card hug the auntie who makes you the cuppa and a cake or um, the family friend who's always got that funny dad joke so create a team around you because quite often you don't want to hug if you're really emotional or you do it depends on what you're feeling like or you just want to hear a joke or you want someone just to talk so you don't have to think about anything at all so my hint is to create a team around you um, with the people who can give you what you need when you need it. Do you think that this time of isolation that we have to go through is going to affect some of those people with their grieving process because they aren't having access to go out for that coffee or getting that hug? Yeah, absolutely. And and you think about it, we've got people who are grieving people who are being lost through this this situation and they can't even have a proper funeral. We were talking about this with my girlfriend the other day. Now her mum's elderly. She's got 20 odd great grandchildren and grandchildren, you know, and, and you can only have 10 people at a funeral. How do you even consider saying goodbye to a much loved family member without having that beautiful memorial and the farewells that we can normally have? So people, even though they haven't experienced grief yet, or they may have, are already fearful about what may happen if it happens. So it's bringing up grief in a situational fear of what may happen for people. So people who have lost people already, already associate that and are feeling it as well. And it's, it's bringing up a lot of disconnect and, and concern and fear about what may happen in the future without even understanding that that is actually grief. So, yeah, just that, that emotional connection and hugs, as you say, are really, really important. 
um, yeah, it's really hard for people at the moment who need help to seek help from that deep emotional connection. Mm. And I mm. guess that they, they really have to think about, well, how can I get that connection? How can I get that support? Because I'm really not coping today. Yes. So I need to contact that person. And now we can do it via Zoom, Skype, all these apps that we can do now, like Facebook Messenger that we can connect and see people. Because I think it's important being able to see them, isn't it? Like it's okay with the telephone. Absolutely. But the connection, I think, for especially with grief, is to actually see someone. And even though it's like a virtual hug, even that, I think, can boost your, your spirits a bit rather than just oh, I can't do anything at the moment. Absolutely. Look, I've just been connecting through with different... Um, I, I don't have clients. I have life changes because they're always about changing their life. Um, I always do a video message, you know, how are you going? Um, even if I know they're not going to be there, just sending it through. Just thinking of you today, you popped into mind, you know, wondering how you're going because that creates that connection that someone's actually thinking of you and concerned about you and look they might be fine and they'll send back and go yep feeling good today or you might get something um later in the night where I'm, I'm feeling a bit sad today is it possible to catch up tomorrow so having that face to face and reaching out to people is really really important because then you give them a bridge to come back you give them an access where they can reach out if they need it yeah well, I've loved talking about this topic with you because I think it's really important and I really want to smash these myths that are out there about the grieving process and what it must look like. Yes. <laughs> so it's yeah. been wonderful to talk to you about it and I really do recommend your book to all our listeners. So if Thank our listeners you. do want to find out a bit more about you or to get your book, where's the best place to go to? Yep. Um, look, I'm very active on Facebook on Joy at Mind, Body, Joy. I do quite a lot of lives on there. Um, so I've also got a website, which is uh, mindbodyjoy.com.au and the book's available on Amazon. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Joy. Thank you, Leanne, for having me. Igniters, Joy is definitely someone I'd turn to in time of grief or trauma. She has an amazing presence and her message is so nurturing. If you want to get in contact with Joy, go to her website mindbodyjoy.com.au or email her on joy at mindbodyjoy.com.au. For a life of balance where you're grounded and centred, contact me through my website leanneblaney.com.